When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Rumage, it's, it's wonderful to see you, it's mate. It's so nice. Feels great. Already. It feels really good. Yeah, yeah. Feels high risk, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Uh, but it feels it feels no, good. This room is very well ventilated. Yeah, it's very well ventilated. Can you hear me? We've all this been mask? tested, we've all had anal yeah. probes and stuff before we started, so it's all good. Rumage, as I was walking up to the studio, uh, I was struck by the cut of your trousers. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a new thing going on, right? Yeah. What what would you call them? That sort of the wider, the wider bottom. I don't know what it's actually called, but I know it's, it's a look, flares. isn't it? It's a look. What, what made you... Um... My wife said I'm too old to wear sort of skin, t- you know, like boot cut. Uh, no, not boot cut, what are they called? The thinner. The carrot, the tapered. Slim fit. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. So no, I can't pull it off anymore. So you went for this? Yeah. That's still a young man's look, though, isn't is it? Is it? Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are joined, we are joined by... Uh, boxing royalty, the legend that is Eddie Hearn. Hello, Eddie. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for joining. They told me you've been doing it for weeks now. It's well safe in there. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned up. Oh, we're in a like we're in a wardrobe. Where we're about you know half a meter away from each other. Obviously, I know you, Romesh, and the doors uh, some open. Some are wearing three-quarter length bell bottoms. So, okay, let's crack on. That, that just made me high risk. <laughs> Uh, how are you, Eddie? You I'm good? all right. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, we're up and down, you know. Like you said about when, when I first got invited to do this podcast, I was mm. like, yeah, okay, do you want to just do it on Zoom? Yeah. They're like, no, they want to do it, you know, in mm. person. Yeah. I thought, oh, I've got to drive up to uh, London and do it. <laughs> Fuck. But it's the same thing. I do I do a podcast as well. And yeah. uh, I've been doing them all on Zoom. It's actually, yeah. I actually quite enjoy it. But right. where it's changed the life and of business is the other day, fighter and his lawyer said to me can we get together and I said mm. yeah well so could you come up to Liverpool or Manchester or Manchester I thought, don't need to but I used to do that like literally we could have that conversation on a Thursday night I'd get in the car at five o'clock in the morning just drive up there yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be four hours there yeah four hours back yeah you know 200 quid in petrol or on the train you know cut and then I just said do you want to just do a zoom and we've done a zoom for mm. half an hour we've got everything done yeah. I think people are just adapting to the way of doing business, producing content, yeah. you know, whether it's podcasts, whether it's live boxing events. The world's changed and you just got to think on your feet and yeah. try and come through the other side because there will be opportunities in this, but mostly people are going to go skin and yeah. everyone's going to end up, you know. And as, as the great Warren Buffett said, 
when the tide goes out, you get to see who's swimming naked. It's my favourite quote. <laughs> I just think that's such a great quote that's because true. we live in a world yeah. where people, Billy bullshitters, walk around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually one of them, but yeah. I've got a little bit of substance behind yeah. me. Yeah. And like I said, when the tide goes out and it gets tough, you get to see who's swimming naked. So yeah. the good businesses, the good minds, you know, the sharp thinkers, mm. they'll be fine. They'll have yeah, their speedos yeah. on. Everyone else will have their nuts out and they'll get exposed. So It's quite freeing to swim naked. I think so, but yeah, in the, in the essence of that quote, that means you've yeah. basically gone, oh, yeah. gone yeah, broke. I mean, what, so, it's, sort of, yeah. it's sort of opposite to the yeah, point yeah. that it is yeah, My other great quote is, fur coat, no knickers. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. Which is also, that's like, also yeah. very free. Yeah, I don't think Warren Buffett come up with that one, but that is, but, but that is like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you pull it back and yeah. no knickers. So. Do you know, but the, it's funny because like, the, the thing is, is that obviously in terms of comedy, you had, you've got people that, we were just talking about Mo before we started recording, mm. Mo Gilligan, who sort of broke out online and they're, they're great on social media anyway. That's what they kind of started doing and that's what brought them to the fore. And they're going to be, and they're absolutely, you know, they're so unworried, not un so unworried, but you sort of, they're, they're more comfortable with mm. what's happening, you know. Whereas comics who have kind of come from the live circuit are just, I mean, when the when lockdown started, comedians went fucking insane, man. Anything like, out. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. one of it. I was like doing fucking daily Nine Facebook lives and all this shit. Yeah, just like, oh, yeah, all this just absolute Everyone shit. Everyone was saying it's rubbish, okay. Yeah, just absolute dog shit content. We're just like, I think... I think he might be having a breakdown, man. I don't think he's handling the pandemic very well. And then, like you said, you start to adapt, or people start to adapt and stuff like that. But I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, I've, I just did a gig on a rooftop last night. How Not like it was a proper organised gig. I didn't just go up on a rooftop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. With crowds. <laughs> yeah, with crowds. Like the Beatles. Yeah. yeah, but it's. How many did you have up there? It was. It must have been 70, 60, 70, yeah, yeah. something like that. I mean, I did. My brother organised a gig in Crawley, uh, and that was 300. We did two shows of 300, all set out. Um, it was supposed to be a marquee, but then Crawley Council, you'll have had this, where mm. people pull the rug out yeah, at the yeah, last yeah. minute. Crawley Council said, oh, you can't have the tent up or whatever. So it was like all of the seating for a massive marquee, but no walls or roof. <laughs> yeah. So it just it looked Started insane. Started raining? No, it, it was all right, actually. And then and then there's also like uh, the gigs to cars. Yeah, I'm thinking there's actually a boxing event coming up with right. that. But I'm trying to get a situation where I was first thinking about creating some kind of like almost like a nightclub environment for right. boxing. So you've mm. got your boots, right? So now, which would be six. Yeah. You've got six and you turn up and you've got your bucket, you know, like you would in a club mm, with yeah. your grey goose and your beers all around yeah, yeah. it and maybe a couple of shots. Then you've got another one. And it's high end. Yeah. You know, I think like, well, if you look at, was it, think about the catering business the other day. During this, I've had catering companies come round for family parties. Mm. Like, only like six, eight, ten people. Yeah. Do a three course meal, come round and serve it all. It's actually cheaper than it is to go to the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you might actually find yourself very soon, Ramesh, doing weddings and bar mitzvahs, funerals, or just kids' parties. <laughs> Maybe not the latter. You know what I mean? He's good, he's good with kids. Do you know what I mean? I was be speaking to my mate down the pub. I had that Ramesh round last night. Oh, yeah. What was that for? Nah, just me and the missus. He <laughs> uh, just come round, done a little set. It's, <laughs> it's cheaper than going to see him live. Exactly, yeah. yeah. How have you felt? Has it been panicky for you with the boxing and the promoting um, stuff? Yeah, we did. We did the fight camp, which was a big four-week run in, in the garden of our head headquarters, which was really quirky. Yeah, a lot of the big business that we done is that we do is pay per view, so you have to pay for it, and that went really well. The numbers were good because I started to think to myself on the day of the fight, 
no one's doing anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. normally if you do oh. a pay-per-view in the summer and it's a blinding day, you're thinking, fuck, everyone's going to be down mm. the pub or going to barbecues. But actually, you know, at the moment, content Stuck content in. is key. Yeah. It's key for broadcasters. It's key for, um, you know, producers. It's key for talent to get that out. So for us, for the, for the pay-per-view, we're actually trying to look at that model now and say, okay, if you can't go out mm. or you've got to be home by 10 o'clock, yeah. You've got to make this the new ticket. And yeah, the, yeah. the new buying a ticket used to be the thing that we used to drive so hard for. You know, you turn up, you know, we want people to dress up at our shows, have a few beers, Sweet Caroline, music in between rounds. Now we've got to try and create that actually buying a ticket is buying the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to create that kind of night-in experience. And whether that's partnering up with, you know, Deliveroo, Just Eat, or partnering yeah, yeah. up with beer companies to do mm. deliveries or someone turning up at your house or I don't know, yeah, whatever yeah. it's got to be. But... The way that you digest live sport now, and and the same with entertainment, is going to change. Yeah, and it, it, it it's all very well saying, yeah, but it'll be back to normal next year. We were saying it was going to be back to normal in August. I know. You know what I mean? Then we were saying it's back to normal in October. Just because crowds may come back, the the way people operate in their lives may may change completely. So you can't just rely on the fact that okay, yeah, but next February we'll be in the O2 and we'll have twenty thousand and everything will be back to normal. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah, but we've got to think outside the box yeah, and actually yeah. plan. I'm I'm saying to myself right now, no crowds this year. Just that's how we're going to work. Yeah. We've got to run our business like that. But we also have to drive revenue into the show. If you're doing an AJ show that was going to be at Spurs in front of seventy thousand, a six million quid on the gate. Yeah, so that's no longer there. So. You know, what are you going to do about it? Okay, you're going to try and bring purses down. You're going to yeah. try and speak to broadcasters, get a better split on the pay-per-view. You're going to bring the cost of the show down. You're going to go to the sponsors. You're going to... So you just got to be creative. But listen, it's dog shit times. You know, yeah. we were absolutely flying. We were talking about opening offices in Sydney, in Toronto, in Berlin. And, you know, we'll still do it in time. But right now, I think everyone's on survival mode more than anything. But yeah. I'm, ha I'm happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, actually, you know, I mean, I mean it's you... quite, I, I'm probably happier than I've ever been because I haven't got the stress of yeah, yeah. week in, probably. week out on to America, back here, this show, that show. So I'm actually enjoying, I think you realise that when you live, when you live a simple life that you only really live for me during the pandemic, you actually realise like, don't really need a lot. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not really that guy who's like, yeah, I want to, you know, jet and yacht and fucking mm. all that. I'm just thinking, you know, as long as I've got a nice house, a few quid can get out for dinner, Family's happy, sweet, you know, nice holidays every now and again. So yeah. actually you start to realise you're in that hustle every day of, you know, striving to be great, yeah. positivity, blah, blah, blah. But actually, what do you really need? Yeah. You know? Mate, I, I, I had a similar experience to that with lockdown because I was like, before I was just working all the, and I'm still working a lot. I mean, I worked a lot during lockdown, but I think that thing of just sort of feeling a little less like I needed to fucking grind mm -hmm. all the time. Do you know what I mean? And you sort of think, I, I do think it's a bit of, of thinking about what am I actually doing this for? What is my end game here? Do you know what I mean? Because if you just keep working, and obviously we enjoy what we do, otherwise we wouldn't do it. But at the same time, you do think, well, actually, I kind of value time with my family. And, mm. I, and, I, and it does, I do think for a lot of people, there's, there's going to have been a, a shift in priorities. The way that we do things, that our habits have changed. And I think there's certain things that have, that have happened during the pandemic that are just going to stick with people. I but you, you train your mind. Not, yeah, not, not a plug, but I wrote a book right called relentless yeah and it's a it's a business book but it's a little bit of autobiography as well but yeah it's just about things i've learned along the way that i think can help people and i started writing it at mm. the start of the pandemic and I, it was like 
fucking because I've just been taught from old mm. man, you get up fucking mm. at the crack of dawn, yeah. yeah, and you go to bed when you're fucking can't open your eyes anymore, yeah. And in the meantime, you work your bollocks off, yeah, right? yeah. And that's that's the recipe for success, <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm like, is that, that a seven day a week plan? Yeah, oh, man, non-stop. Yeah, <laughs> right. it is. But it's you like but, because we love it, <laughs> yeah. you know. But as I wrote, as the pandemic, you know, the book really started to change, and it started off like. This is what you got to do. And when I was, you know, although I was, you know, born into money, you know, he used to make me clean his shoes, clean his cars. We would fight each other in the gym, you know, and it was like, dog eat dog. And then as the book went on, it was like, just be happy. You know, <laughs> have like, little, have but, but don't naps. try too hard. And if it doesn't work out for you, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm thinking, you've got to retrain your mind. Yeah, yeah, if you want to, mm. you yeah. might not want to. You yeah. know what I mean? It's It's like... Before you convince yourself that the hustle mm. was what you had to do, yeah. be relentless, go at it, and I would be knocking my bollocks out. Yeah, flying here, landing, doing a press conference, driving to Manchester, driving home, going next day up to Scotland for this, back back to America for a press mm. conference, and I was like, yeah, and people were going to me, how'd you do that? And I was like. Fucking, because I'm invincible. <laughs> but actually, when I look back, I was thinking you could hardly walk. Out, like, yeah, just yeah. getting off a plane and like yeah. you're playing with your kids. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what time zone am I? Mm. And I'm actually just texting down here while mm. they're going, and they're going to me, Dad, can you get off your phone? Yeah. I'm like, Yeah. When your kids good. say that, yeah, I know, so I know. It's, 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 to me. it's not so too. Then, it's not too late to change the title of the book, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Was a once less, relentless. Yeah. A now little, a little a bit li- more lazy. Less, yeah. less relenting. A, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of relenting. Yeah. Some relenting. Yeah. Do you think that that is because I I've had a I honestly have had a similar kind of I'm, I'm trying to think of another word that isn't journey but anyway I've had experience? a sim- mm. yeah there you go I've had a similar experience during lockdown and I wondered if it was genuinely because you've got a, a change in your attitude or is an age thing I don't know because I just sort of I do totally relate to that experience of like. You know, in comedy, you start off and you gig for anybody for nothing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're traveling, you're doing whatever. Mm. I'm not saying that I worked as hard as you necessarily, but like because I'm an inherently lazy person. But you're you're trying to you're trying to push it and hustle and blah blah blah. And then you just sort of think, I don't know if that's what I want. Do you know what I mean? I've done it now, though, isn't there? Yeah, well, that's that? the other yeah. thing is that you're in a we we you are in a position of a self-made privileged mm. position, but a privileged position nonetheless of where you can go. I'm going to take my foot off the gas a little bit. I mean, do you think that's part of it? Yeah, I like to win. So I hate to see people, my competitors, you know, like what's got me to the position in boxing is, yeah, I'm younger and fresher than the older guys and I relate more to the audience, but I've got more energy. You know, I've got more in the tank so I can go longer, I can work harder. And that's what I've done. But on the other hand, it's like when you talk about, do you want to do it anymore? Do you want to take a step back? When When you have that decision of, do I really want to do this anymore? That's a bad sign, yeah, really, yeah. because if you lose the passion for something, then you just cannot put the same consistency, quality, or workload into what mm. you're doing. Mm. But what this has, you know, I've been waking up at, and the kids are back at school now, but previously like 8.30, 9 o'clock, you know what I mean? Having mm. a coffee at home, yeah. getting in the shower, getting yeah. to work at 10. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's like, nice. I'm laying in the bed at like 8 going, this is unbelievable, <laughs> you know, and, and just things that you like before it was like, right, go. You, once that I, that horrible iPhone yeah. alarm goes, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. up, shower, up, out. And now it's just like, you start thinking about, I think as you get older as well, you do think about your health. Yeah. yeah. You know, I start thinking to myself, I think if I keep going the way I'm going, you're not going to live as long. Yeah. As you, if mm. you just chilled out a little yeah, bit yeah, and just yeah. looked mm. after yourself. Yeah. It's not rocket science. So mm. I don't know. I mean, I think this, this debate, this has been the most common debate, hasn't it, amongst 
everybody once they get together in lock, you know, talking about lockdown. How's lockdown been for you? Yeah. How's it changed your mindset? And I think that it's a common uh, discussion that people have said things that I thought were really important to me probably actually weren't that important. To yeah, me. yeah. Do you think when people when people go properly back to normal, they'll just go back to their old ways? Or some will, somewhere, but I think you've got to reprogram mm. yourself. Like for yeah. me to go back to what I was doing worries me a little bit because mm. I think, I mean, because now when you're on a roll and it's just what you do, you just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you've experienced something else and you go, actually, I quite like that. Yeah. You know, mm. I do think after a week or two, you're back into, mm. you know, what you're doing. But there will be a lot of people. Yeah. But that's when I say the flip side is, People are thinking like that. Isn't that a wonderful opportunity for you to take over? Mm. Because they've weakened. So now I'm back to the relentless. Yeah, this is what relentless is all about. Actually, if you want to spin it like that and say, well, if all of a sudden, and by the way, there isn't one person that isn't thinking like us coming out of the chair. So everyone right now is questioning. Do they really want to do it anymore? Yeah. Do they really? Well, what if yeah. you doubled down and went, I fucking do want to do <laughs> it again. You know what? I want it more than ever. Yeah. And I want more of it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's... Everybody, everybody else has become these pussies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Caring about their yeah, families yeah. and their quality yeah, no. time. That's just something fucking grind them in the dust. Yeah, but... You've inspired them. But that is the truth. You know? You know? Yeah, and yeah. that's when people say there's always opportunity to come... I mean, I agree with that in a certain sense, but I also agree that it's going to be a very difficult market for every every sector. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of competition, there will be people falling by the wayside, not just in terms of their desire, but also by their balance sheet. Yeah. That will say, your business is done. Yeah. You know, and you're going to see, be really interesting to see on a comedy point of view, a comedy clubs. Mm. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some might yeah, have gone under already, but yeah, they're, they're, every they're, live event experience yeah. is going to suffer. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's sport, music. I was talking to someone the other day about content and Netflix and movies, right? Someone said to me, yeah, there's a big opportunity in sports rights because across Netflix and, and, con and platforms like that, everyone spent this whole pandemic watching everything mm. there is to watch on yeah, Netflix. They've run out of things no to watch. No one's been able to produce films, box sets. You can't have 40, 50 people on set, mm. you know, doing all this kind of different stuff. So there's going to come a point in a few months' time where actually content is going to be key. And that, that's something that everybody should think about in terms of entertainment, not just sport, mm. but TV and comedy and stuff like that. Because there ain't going to be an Ozark's new series. No, there isn't no. going to be a... You know, another afterlife after just yet. You yeah. know, there isn't going to be films. Look at films. You know, how are they going to be releasing I new know. films in a year's time? I know. So actually, we got to think about. Well, everyone's always going to want content. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's linear broadcasters. It doesn't matter if it's social media platforms. It doesn't matter if it's YouTube. You know, that mm. is where we are strongest. You, yeah. us, we provide content and entertainment for people. This. You know what I mean? So that that's actually, we're in a good place. And those people that are used to those platforms, talk about the YouTubers, you talk about, you know, Mo. Yeah. This is their bread and butter mm, stuff. I, mean, yeah. I was speaking to like KSI and those guys the other day. Oh, I was like, oh, massive. Yeah. We're bigger than mm. ever. You know, more yeah. you know, more people are watching our videos, more yeah. ad mm. advertisers are spending money because the numbers. Sounds so, <laughs> sounds so fucking tone deaf though, isn't it? If you go, how's the pandemic for you? Mate, I am I buzzing know. my tits. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's incredible. I know. Do you know what I mean? Ramesh, I think you should do an Eddie and set up a comedy club in your garden. Yeah, That's the yeah. way to do it. 
I mind stream doing it live. That. I mind doing that. That's mm. how you're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna have but to I, make I do think I do think that's. I mean, comedy clubs have been trying to figure out a way through it, and they've been doing these online gigs. But I think the thing that you're saying is absolutely right, which is it's got to be if you're trying to convince people that a night in is a night out, mm. what they're seeing on that screen has to look mint, right? Mm. And so a lot of com- lot of a lot of comedy gigs on and Zoom, um, yeah. yeah, on Zoom. Yeah. But it'll be like you cut to. I've done a couple. But it'll be me like this, like sitting in a yeah, garage, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what, yeah, yeah. you know, and all that. And, and production of, value. And it doesn't, yeah, but it yeah. does occur to me that the people sitting at home thinking, oh, do you know what I mean? This is mm. this doesn't feel like a gig. It's got to be the production got values to, have mm. got to be through the yeah, roof. And we build up during yeah, yeah, the week. Yeah, like, here it yeah, comes. Yeah. Three days to go. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. And not two days to go. Fuck. Oh, it's on. The fuck. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that's yeah. How, what, I, what I did when I come into boxing. Yeah. Boxing was at leisure centres right. in Wigan, mm. in Hartlepool, with two hundred people mm. in, in, with like squash courts in the background. You turn it on, you go, "What is this? <laughs> this isn't a high level sporting event." You know, no one's interested yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. But when you talk about how you're going to air that, you have to look at the pay system of how you can generate income for those kind of shows. Mm. And actually, that's when you talk about pay-per-view or Netflix or, you know, those broadcasters have got to pay you and say, right, we're going to do at home with Rummish. Or you're going to create your own paywall where it's going to be it's one ninety nine, like you're on iTunes or whatever, and Mm. you get to watch Rummish's live show tonight. You've got to now educate the audience to say the night out experience no longer exists. And I know that some people are trying to hold on to that, but for us, Mm. we're saying... It's gone for the next few months. Yeah, yeah. So this is what we're doing. Yeah. Get yourself at home. Get yeah. your food so ready. So rather than and holding have... on with your fingers crossed, thinking, let's just wait till no, this yeah, comes back, you've got to just go, yeah. let's just write it off yeah. and see what's going And by the way, this is when you ask Eddie to promote your home at Rummish. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we can talk. It's no problem. <laughs> I can sell anything. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. You flip between yeah. somebody that's like totally not about <laughs> yeah. the hustle to fucking 100% <laughs> hustle. Make you, a few you quid could, out of this podcast. You could say he's relentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, you could do So obviously we got you on here to talk about uh, about hip hop. Yeah, you were you were on um, you you did a set on Radio One. Yeah, right? with um, the two Chrises, Chris Stark and Chris, uh, or maybe not the two Chris. Scott Mills, Mills and Chris Stark. Two Chrises, two Chrises. It's such a it's such yeah. a weird name for that double <laughs> yeah, person. I, <laughs> I think maybe they should try. And because um, they said, oh, we want to do a set with mm. you, so I was like, yeah, let me text you the tracks, mm. and they were like, no. This is what we want you to play. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I was like, well, that's not really my set, is it? Yeah. yeah. So they sort of dropped a few in, but I kind of feel like when I wear a tracksuit, people go up to me and they go, you look really weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, I go, what? They go, we're in a tracksuit. Look yeah. at you. And I'm like, I'll wear it, but they only see me in a suit normally yeah, yeah. around the shows. Yeah. So when I say to people and they go to me, what sort of music are you in? I go, I like hip hop. They go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like it's like you know, yeah. You know, it's like lot, yeah. just you don't it doesn't make sense. You and that's when you realise yeah. you are getting old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you were young once. And yeah. I think I'll probably come from the generation of, you know, Ice Cube, NWA, Dr. Dre, whoever it was. Mm. And that that's what I listened to yeah. when I was younger. Mm. And that sort of stayed with me as it's evolved and still listen to all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's um it, it's just the music. That I yeah. listen to of choice. It's, it's a weird one, though, isn't it? Because hip hop is an old form of music. Like, you know, it's been around for like forty years mm. now, right? But for some reason, when you say you're into, there's something sort of, you know, you talk about Ice Cube. Like Ice Cube has has been doing music for like decades, mm. right? But for, but like you said, when people, I remember 
tweeting something about hip hop, like before we did the podcast, and somebody went, "Oh, look at this, granddad trying to be down with the kids," <laughs> and you just go, "Well, that's not hip hop. Uh, is not you know. I know it's like the biggest music in the world right now, but it's been around for ages." Yeah, but I mean? don't you feel like the same way that your granddad would say, "Oh." Sinatra and Gene mm, Kelly. Yeah. Mm. What are you listening to all this rubbish now? Yeah. It's like what we may be doing in a few years yeah, when yeah. you talk about grime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you look at grime acts coming out mm. and we go, yeah, this is all right, but let me tell you the proper stuff. So I know. Let yeah, me I know. put this one on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and but that, mate, that's I mean, I'm, be... I'm having that experience because obviously because of TikTok, right? Mm. TikTok's got hip hop all over it. Not necessarily the hip hop that I listen mm. to, but it's got hip hop all over it. And then my son, my eldest son, who I've been trying to convert to hip hop for, for, for ages, has started to get into through that. Mm. And so then I go to him, well, look, if you think, it's exactly like, yeah. honestly, Eddie, it's like straight quote. For, it's like, well, if you think that's good, you, that, that's actually based on a riff from this tune. And then he's like, this is like, like, like why, why when, when they listen to it, they're like, what is this? Why are you ruining this? I just <laughs> like, I just, so yeah, it's, I do think you're absolutely right. But um, so you, so I, the same thing happened to me on, I, I did a, a thing for Kistery, where they asked me to like do an old school hip hop set. Mm. And they sent me a list of like maybe like 100, 150 songs. And they said, pick like which ones you want in the set. And then they said, and then said, but you can also choose whatever you want. They said, bearing in mind that it is for our audience. So you can't choose anything too like this way or that way. And even the stuff that I chose, some of it they bumped out and put in other stuff. And there's a couple of things that I didn't even like. Do you know what I mean? But it's just one of those where, but did they said, so they just said, oh, he's into hip hop. And then they picked the tunes for yeah, it. Yeah. So that was the, we did like a sort of old school. I said, what, yeah, what was the playlist? So it was like, I used to listen to a lot of Nate Dog, mm. right? It was yeah. like one of my favorites. So it's a lot of Nate Dog, a little bit of NWA, bit of Dr. Dre, a lot of stuff from the Chronic uh, album. Um, but they, they started off, they said, what music are you into? I said, well, I used to be listening to Garage mm. because, you know, I'm 41. When I was 18, that's yeah. what we were listening to. We'd be in yeah. Napa, we'd be wherever. And so I said it's like garage, like almost like speed garage and hip hop. So they threw in a few, a few songs like speed garage songs. But then you know, the other day we sort of played it. We did it, we did it twice, and, and then we sort of did a little bit of a sort of chronological breakthrough of up to you know a little bit of Nipsey Hussle and Drake and stuff like that. And there's very few hip hop artists, new hip hop artists that I actually like or will go out and listen to their stuff or so buy their stuff yeah. so it's either ones that are still going you know or started after you know i started listening to that genre yeah. or ones that might be a little bit unique and ipsy hustle is a good example yeah probably one of the few artists that i would actually listen to. so what to. drew you to nipsey hustle then do you know what until he died yeah i didn't really listen to his music right so <laughs> unfortunately it took mm. that, that yeah. incident to and i guess that's Similar to a lot of people yeah. have, have discovered. Oh, him I mean, hundred. Don't get me wrong. I knew, you know, uh, like uh, fighters. Also, I work with the fighters on the music they come out to. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, like, fighters would have come out to last time that I checked, or racks in the middle, yeah. or stuff like that. From Nipsey Hussle. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west, legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, the respect, and the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked, I've been self-made from the dribble. I was been saying I'm a killer. Nah, playing no games with you niggas. Pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah, 
I laid down the game for you niggas, taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. So I'd say, I'd know some songs that he'd done, but actually, it's only when you start reading about his story and what he stood for that you start to become interested. And yeah. then from there, you go into other tracks that he's written and listen to actually the lyrics of those tracks. And, you know, um, I think as well, meeting people, like I did a podcast with Kano. So I knew a lot of Kano stuff, you know, mm. hoodies for summer and that sort of stuff. Mm. But then I started listening to his old stuff. And when he started telling me about, you know, he'd start off on a sort of underground garage station and he's looking pretty mm. bright. That's like when you think, oh, I want to listen to that stuff. Yeah, when yeah. he first started, yeah. because a lot of these guys will turn commercial because it's a natural progression and it's where the money is. Yeah. So everyone's always said, no, I want to keep it real. And actually Kano was one of those people that he did and he does want to. And I feel like he's actually turned down opportunities. Although he's put some commercial stuff out, Generally, but I've, I've he's been, his guns, you know, yeah. yeah said, I think no. he's a good example because we had him on this podcast, and we think I think like I've talked about we talk about this all the time, so I'm, I'm repeating myself. But because we music, you get so much music now in a way you didn't before. Like there's so much shit to listen to, like all the time, and but the, and that means that the way that people have started putting it out is different. They just think I'm going to put this out now. I'll put another thing out in a couple of months or another, or a month or whatever. They put artists mm. put out so much stuff, and they don't see it as like. This album is going to last forever. They mm. just see it as like, I'm just going to put this out. It's going to like this will be the summer. In the summer, people have this on in their cars, and then I put another thing out when you know when it's over. Whereas Kano has always been, I want to make timeless music, you know. And he he works his ass off on those albums. He he really is. He's almost got an old school mentality in terms of he wants this stuff to be to be perfect you know he, he yeah, so really he didn't is... want to rush it out did he? no Just no no, no. And, and that's why he sort of he took a step away from it for such a long but time I don't think it? legacy matters as much to everybody now no sport music business actually enough you know you get people selling their soul listen hands up done it a few times <laughs> I did the KSI like never... Paul fight last year but you know but generally, you do want, you know, although I love a pound note and I want, I do want to be remembered as someone that changed the sport. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When it's all said and done. Yeah. And I think when when rappers were starting out back in those days, it's a bit like when the money takes over, you lose a little bit of the, the rawness of what you're doing. Yeah. So if you look at like, you, know, you go back to NWA and you look at Biggie Smalls and Tupac and that kind of stuff. The money came to them and yeah, it was important. Mm. They weren't, but it was really about my music, roots. It was yeah. about the energy of the music and my people mm. and standing on the corner with your beatbox and you know people gathering around. That's when they were in their mode. Yeah. Then managers get involved, mm. money gets involved, things get messy, start falling out, start creating stuff that is more suited to a casual audience. Yeah. It's only like anything that you do. Comedy will be the same, boxing will be the same. You've got your hardcore fans and you've got the casual audience. Yeah. Hardcore fans, 5% of the audience. Casual fans, 95% mm. of the audience. Yeah. True, yeah, yeah. true story, right? Yeah. So the casual the hardcore fans in boxing yeah. hate me. Because they're right. like, oh, he's just, he does stupid things, he always talks too much, you know. And I want to satisfy them, mm. but I know that this is really where I need to be, yeah, yeah. to be successful. Same with same with rap music, mm. same with comedy. Mm. So your best stuff might have been in your mind is when you really first started. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, what, I don't know say anything that. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And then, <laughs> when you started booking, man. <laughs> yeah. And then it evolves to the rap music where rappers will go like, you know, 
our best stuff was the mixtape yeah. when I was mm. on the street and yeah. it was just, we were just you know thrown out there then I went into this really plush studio and I'd do it and someone would go no no oh we just want to bring some verb in there and you know yeah. a little bit mm. of choir or something yeah, like that yeah. and he's going Fuck. but he's thinking about it. this bigger market or yeah. he might not be but mm. the, the record company mm. is and saying we're not interested in yeah, yeah, yeah. that but that's the rawness you know that's what gives you something special same as a fighter you know once you have that rawness as a fighter where you came from the street you'd have a fight in, in the amateur club you'd do it if you wanted we'd do it now do you know what I mean mm. and then you get to a point where you're getting 10 million for a fight and it's like well I just want to go on vacation first yeah. and I think about yeah, my yeah. training camp yeah, yeah. and it's like but that's just life mm. that's yeah. just what happens but mm. you know, the, when you look back I don't see those artists emerging now like they did then yeah. maybe I'm not mm. watching it as closely mm. but you know the great artists of, of that generation yeah you know and I think that when you go back to Nipsey Hussle he might have been one that was as close to that as possible you know the profile is much higher now isn't it I mean when that uh, my first album I think it was NWA and that was on a mixtape yeah so kids in school would just get a, a tape record it remember the old double play cassettes yeah called it on that come in NWA mm. and I was like wow we've got NWA fucking have you heard the swearing yeah. oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I actually <laughs> used to think it was quite shit when I used to right. first listen to it but yeah. I was like you know cat back to front NWA yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, actually as you, fitting, yeah, as you yeah as you go <laughs> You know, through time, especially when you watch the films, you know, yeah. some are fabricated, stuff like that, but it's a true story, you know, it's yeah. a real story and it's actually, you know, it's compelling compared to the stories of today, which is identified as someone mm. with potential, you're in with us, mm. record mm. company, do as you're told, yeah. wear this, say this, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll take over your social media platform. I mean, can you imagine NWA and those guys with a social media platform back then? <laughs> it's in the a day? good idea. Yeah, but it would have could have changed the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. that's mm. how powerful mm. they just were in the movement was at the time. Yeah. Posting a picture of his mac and cheese on the ground. Well, you remember Boys <laughs> in the Hood? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of my favourite films. Yeah. You know, and that's the same kind of generation, isn't it? Of 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 that sort of that era. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Part of it is it's just so much harder to... There's so many more artists coming out now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I sort of think back when, you know, when NWA first emerged and then Ice Cube started doing his solo stuff. and It was original. Yeah but, yeah, but but also you could be across the whole of hip-hop pretty easily, I think. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 there's all these, you know, you had your native tongues and you had your different movements, but you could be across it. Whereas now there's so much stuff coming out I think it leads to a little bit of desperation to try and cut through all of that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To to try and mark yourself as different, to you know, all these different marketing techniques like uh like Six Nine, for example, you know, he's absolutely smashing 
all the records mm. and stuff. But he's a, he's he, he he thinks about social media. He thinks mm. about the marketing of it. It's mm. all these different skills that I just don't. But that's when we say you lose a little bit of the rawness. Of yeah, it, you know? mm. I think, and I right. think you find that with collaborations. You know, I, was, I, I couldn't stop laughing about, you know, the, the wily and stormsy spat mm. where he's basically having a pop at him yeah. for going with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah. And I, I watched that video for mm. the first time. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not really a grime fan. Yeah. And I think Stormzy's great. I think yeah. what he's done is incredible. But I was watching that a little bit uncomfortable mm. with right. them on the Rolls Royces and Ed Sheeran <laughs> going like this, you know. And like, I... <laughs> AJ against Dillian White at the O2 yeah. five years ago, four years ago. Mm. Stormzy wrapped AJ out. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And it was at the time. Mm, he was amazing. very, very, very unknown. Like, oh, pe mate. When, people remember, knew him. When yeah. that went, because like, shut up had just been, yeah. people just started been talking about yeah. that, right? The fucking, when AJ came out with Stormzy, that felt like mm. a fucking, yeah. that felt like a huge Iconic. deal, man. But, Do you know what I mean? But I didn't really know a lot about Stormzy. Mm. I haven't really heard the song. Right, and when he when they said AJ said to me, "Oh, Stormzy's gonna wrap me out," I was like, right. "I don't think people really know him, right?" <laughs> and and you could hear the crowd yeah. singing every word. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and he'd go like that, and they'd all every, shut. Like and I thought, me. Man, Chelsea's better than me. Tell my man, shut up. Mention my name in your tweets. I rule by shut up. Shut up. Better than me. Shut up. Shut up. Best in the scene. Tell my man, yo, yo, couple man call me a backup dancer On stage at the Brits, I'm a backup dancer If that makes me a backup dancer, the man in your vids The man in your pics Man wanna chat about backup dancer Big man like me with a beard, I'm a big man How the fuck can I, army comes everywhere I go And then now I'm looking at it thinking Wow, he's mega, we should have been on a bit of commission or something like that But I actually said to Wiley when he'd done it, I said, let's do a little charity um, you know, what, MC off mm, at right. the O2. Yeah, yeah. So he got you, in touch with you, right? Wiley did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did a bit of filming with him. This was about a year ago, yeah. and he was, of course, all over it because he's a very commercial, mm. very different yeah. point to Stormzy. Yeah. Where and I think they were like messaging each other, saying, you know, it's getting quite heated. Right. You know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, say, I mean like, it went stop, off. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Like we'll have a tear up kind yeah. of thing. And then, he, but I saw Wiley. Was just messaging you, like he was just tweeting you yeah, constantly, going, "Eddie, you've got to I, hook I, this up." My fault because we done a bit of filming. I said, "You know what you do?" I said you against Stormzy. You saying you this know, is a, a physical no, fight or a battle? Yeah, battle, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah. battle at the O2. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. So old school, mm. no, no script, no commercial. Mm. You're going to go up there and you're going to go at it with each yeah. other, mm. and you're both going to have your teams. So yeah. we're going to use it to drive young MCs mm. to give them the platform and the opportunity. And you can pick them. It's good so four each, right? So you go up there, you battle with this guy, and it's like Team Stormzy against Is this team. your concept? Yeah. That's good. And we'll put it on pay-per-view. Yeah. And we'll set out the O2 like that. Yeah. And we'll charge everyone four ninety nine or nine ninety nine to watch it, the mm. O2. We will make millions. That's the worst thing I said to Wiley. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> literally, literally got out of the studio, Twitter. Ed at Wiley. Let's get this on at Stormzy. Pay-per-view O2. I'm going, oh, oh my God. That's yeah. not the way you do it. Yeah. But actually, when you think about it, it would it could have been huge. But the problem is, Stormzy... Didn't need it. No. He was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm on another level. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, bring, I'm not going down into your... That's why I wanted to add a little bit of a 
charity element yeah, yeah, to yeah. it and mm. you know grassroots because well, the thing stuff. is the thing is with that whole wiley stormzy thing was stormzy i think for a while was just not going to respond to any of what because he, he just thought yeah. he did eventually yeah. he did but he, you could see he was resisting because he was just like what you're doing is you're validating mm. you know like you know this is i don't you know although wiley was the originator of grime and you know you've got to mm. give respect where respect's due stormzy is like yeah. you know he's t commercially whatever world he's he's like he's Super so stuff. massive it's yeah. incredible what he's done right so he's thinking to himself, why the fuck I would know. I sully myself? Mm. You know, that's we, we wouldn't say those words openly. Why would I sully myself yeah. by responding but I think to Wiley knew that if I keep... I can't, yeah, yeah, he just yeah. keeps digging. He has to respond. <clears throat> but I think the responses come more, not like, you know, go away. He started like that. Yeah. Go away, old man. Like, yeah. you need to get a life. Then mm. I think it got a little bit more like probably a few DMs going, yeah. listen, mate. Because mm. like, he Fair got out. a little bit bitter. Because mm. I think by then, Wiley was like, I'm not getting anywhere. So, you know, but... I, I said to Wally, I went, I want to get into music. You know, that's like a natural progression mm. for Matrim is sport, entertainment, music. You know, promoting a music event and, and driving interest yeah. is only the same as driving interest into a live sporting event. Sure. I'm not mm. saying I'm an expert on music, but I understand what people want and how they want to get value for money. Same kind of thing when we talk mm. about your live shows on TV. And creating an event like that, Stormzy against Wiley, would have just been, you know, an inspiration to the next... Mm era of MCs and it would have got a bit nasty I mm. think and, but that's what people love yeah, yeah. Drove the yeah. they're watching it to see an edge right? yeah. they, 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 but they, I, I just like, like the concept and it was almost mm, like what's the split you know okay so you put all the money in the middle yeah. Wiley takes 20% Stormzy takes 80 <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's about yeah, a fair yeah. split in terms yeah, yeah. of if you're a fighter, yeah. that's how yeah. you work it out. You know, yeah. you're big, you sell tickets, mm. you don't, mm. you're old, you know, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, yeah, never got you still the ground thinking about getting into music. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've got a good understanding of a live event experience mm. and what people want. You know, we've seen what we've done with the darts, same kind of concept. Yeah. You know, when I went to the darts for the first time with my dad, it was at Circus Tavern mm. in Perthley in Essex mm. on, on just off the A13. Grim. Like if you didn't have tattoos and sovereign rings and, yeah. and that was just the women, right? <laughs> so you got to a stage where we were looking at it, but people were going mad in there. Mm. You know, there was only 1,100 people in there. And you walk in there, people were legless, people were dancing, mm, people yeah. were dressed in fancy dress. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you just open these doors and you go, what's in here? And, I thought, and we thought to ourselves, this has really got potential. And now you know, they're selling 16,000, 18,000 a, a mm. night at darts. Mm. And you've got Ali Pali, yeah. the world championship, which holds 5,000, sold out every single session. Yeah. And it's become a Christmas night out. Mate, I did, you know, I did it. it I, and the thing was, this, I, I went a couple of a couple of years mm. in a row, right, with like, a few comedians. It was like comedians Christmas night out. The darts on it was almost incidental yeah. to the fucking night. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's dress just, up. I didn't want to draw any more attention. My dad, my dad sums it up. He says, people leave their troubles at the door when they go to darts. Right? Yeah. So it's like for one night only, I'm Let just going to go yeah. and have a great time. Yeah, yeah. And we've got enough problems in this world. So yeah. people like to, you know, and I feel like I've got a good understanding of whether it's, you know, a live mm. event experience, whether it's, a bar or a nightclub mm. I just think I know yeah, because yeah. I think I'm that kind of still in that audience mm. so I know what people want and I know how to deliver value for yeah, money great. so if that comes through music if that comes through you know football agency or comedy or whatever it is you know I, I think we've got a good understanding and reputation that we deliver value for money yeah. you have to be get you have to get involved with events 
that you understand and you mm. love and you have a passion for. But yeah. does that mean then that when you when Matt's from moving to music? That you're going to NWA be doing... the tour, you know, like, <laughs> the, comeback, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the comeback tour, yeah. Do you think you would? Would you do any type of music, or would it be mainly kind of? Yeah, I think when it's when it's music, it's about. I think music is one of those things that has the ability to change people's emotions instantly. And I think that's a great gift, you know. Like we, you can do that through sport, but it's only really in the great moments of the match. You know, music's the kind of thing you can just go and you go just press a button, yeah. oh, no. and it can completely change someone's emotions. Yeah. So that's the 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 interest for me is watching people have a good time yeah. and a great experience. You know, it's not putting something on that I like and hoping I can convince other people to like them. Yeah. It's how do we create that experience? You know, festivals and stuff like that are great. But it's kind of like a niche world now, isn't it? The old mm. school hip hop. You know, yeah. I mean, like it's it's probably a fading audience. Yeah. In the I feel you know, like yeah, I can't afford babysitters. No. But I, I was probably how old are you? Forty-seven. How old are you? Forty-two. Okay, I'm forty-one. But I don't think there's many younger people mm. than me who were listening to NWA. Maybe no. a year no. or two, but like yeah, I, was, yeah. I must have been twelve mm. or thirteen when I started hearing it for the first time. So we are like a dying breed. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I have to be honest with you, Ramesh, I don't know how long you've got left on this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, think this might, I think we might make we'll this, call this a day. But you will probably find that actually the age group of people listening to this are our age group. Mm. People yeah, going, they are, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Oh, I loved that. You know, but, uh, but as you get older, like we, we used to listen to, you know, like I said, Nate Dog, uh, Dr. Dre, you know, all stuff of that kind of like, and if it wanted to be a little bit, you know, smoother maybe with the ladies it would be like I don't know Joe yeah, or something like that and yeah, if it wanted yeah, to be a little yeah. bit harder it might be you know DMX or something like that mm. but then then I think that was half my life ago yeah yeah you know when I used to leave mate's house and put put the chronic album on mm. I was 20 or yeah, 21 yeah yeah but now, if I'm listening to it, I feel like I'm the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but nice the reality though, yeah. is, if I'm in the car and I've got mm. the music down, the window down, I'm playing that same album. Yeah. People mm. look at me going, <laughs> look at this geezer. <laughs> you know, and that's sad, really, but yeah, yeah. that's how Frank Sinatra, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how, yeah. that's how, you know, and, and I guess some people listen to Guns N' Roses during that era and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we, we went down the hip hop route. Yeah. But, so do you? So you? Apart from Nipsey, you don't listen to any modern stuff, no. I listen. I like Drake. Yeah, uh, I know it's a little bit on the commercial side, but I listen to Nipsey Hustle quite a bit. Um, some Rick Ross stuff that I, he he rapped out KSI actually at, the, yeah. at my fight, and I was in the ring. Wow. Phantoms in my yard, so ring around the rose. Hardest on the block, the biggest one to boast. Helicopter pad, the home run, Sammy Sos. Biggest. Still stealing all the bases, I'm the ladies token. Bitches always betting on the blow the budgets. Meek was at the crib, so double him the subject. Condo got three levels, post made all the lunches. Flipping all the kilos, keeping all the grudges. Boss. And he How got in, and I was a little bit like, because he's quite a big name. Yeah. You know, and I'm, mm. he got in the ring. He's also got an aura about it. Yeah, that. and he's like, yo, and I'm like, and I'm in the ring. Yeah. It's only me and him. And I'm like, standing <laughs> on the ropes. And he's walking round, yeah. And he's going round the ropes. Scare everyone going, yeah. And then I'm, as he gets to me, I'm like, 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he's and he's gone. Um, no, he's gone. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh shit. Mm. If he goes to fist pump me, mm. don't fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, I'm like, oh. you know, like almost yeah, like yeah. shaking a hand. So Justin Bieber was there. And I was not one for the hip hop show. Yeah, but like it was the same thing. Like two seats. Where I'm like, hi. Yeah. Hi, Justin. Yeah. Like, you ch- do yeah. chat to them. No, Rick I just. Ross. I mean, I don't. When, when Drake started. A lot of these artists used to perform and still do actually in the clubs in Vegas. And I used to run a lot of poker games. So I used to produce all the online televised poker events. Not a lot of people know. Mm. So I was always in Vegas. Yeah. And I was always in the clubs. Yeah. And generally I was with high rollers who were playing in my game. So it would be by the DJ stand or the stage. And I couldn't believe the acts that would sing and perform yeah. in the Vegas nightclubs. You know, and I just think, how much are they paying these people? I know, it's incredible. Oh, it's true. Jay-Z back in the day would do it a lot. Drake was doing like literally every Friday. You know, he was like Calvin Harris, yeah. like back then, <laughs> of someone that would be like, he'd be in the win, yeah. you know, in a club every yeah. Friday. We'd do different clubs that weekend. Um, ja Rule, you know, another one like yeah. back then. I, I used to actually listen to probably quite a bit back then as yeah. well, you know. <laughs> People now, retrospectively, pretend they listen to him a lot less than they actually do. Oh, Ja Rule. Yeah. Because he's become, you know, it's a bit like LL Cool J. Yeah. Right? Met him a few times in New York. Real lovely, lovely guy. Mm. Where he hasn't, they probably, I think Ice Cube as well, probably hasn't, you know, I think Dr. Dre, although he's become a really successful businessman, still has that mystique of he's a cool guy. I look at Snoop Dogg now and I think, you're. You're a bit like, I don't know the way to describe it. I don't want to disrespect like an old performer mm. who, yeah. you know, it's like you must be 60. I reckon he's late 50. 50 yeah, you know I mean? late, yeah, yeah. And I actually, well, I did a, a fight, Lomachenko versus Kroller at the yeah. Staples Center. And on the weigh-in day was the Nipsey Hussle funeral. Yeah. Right? And I was standing on the ledge mm. and it was the backyard of the Staples Center. And they were all pulling up. It was unbelievable. And it was like, you know, Snoop got out of this limo and they're all like, and I'm looking at Snoop. <laughs> you look about 90. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, but he, I feel like because he's gone, you know what we talked about earlier about going down the commercial route? Yeah. yeah. He's, well, he's done a fucking Just Eat ad. Yeah, fine, know, finally. But he's nothing wrong with Just Eat ad. But <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm absolutely, absolutely next right. Week. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, he, you know, back then, yeah. He was the absolute nuts. Like yes. when I was listening to music, Snoop Dogg mm. was. Yeah. And I feel like, but the reason that he was the nuts is because he was underground. Yeah. And he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he sort of, listen, he, he, I'm not saying sold out, but he's just grown with that new audience, that new market. And LL Cool J and Ice Cube a little bit as well. But I think some of them, have, and that's where Dr. Dre, just because I think he leads more private lifestyle, where he's got like the legacy and the credibility mm. to say you yeah. were the governor. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, yeah. Like, you were the guy who actually, you created it, mm. you stayed in it, you made all your money, you didn't sell out yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. he's, you know, he, he's like the godfather. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I was somebody, we were listening to, me and a mate were listening to that No Vaseline, that Ice Cube, yeah. you know, when he went at NWA. And you think that, that's the same Ice Cube that was in Are We There Yet? Yeah. Do, do you know I, what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm no, yeah. no disrespect to him. It's absolutely like, I'm not criticising him for doing that. It's like, he went into movies. It's fucking amazing. But it's like when Eddie Murphy yeah. started doing Nutty Professor yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember him from doing Raw. 
Yeah. You know, and the stand-up gigs yeah. when he first started, mm. they were absolutely lethal. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like you're yeah. Sherman Clump. Yeah. What's happened here? Yeah. You know, or, or when he goes from um, coming to America. Yeah. You know, and then he's mm. moving into like these casual films. Yeah. yeah. But again, like it's just, it's the process of business and life. Yeah, but absolutely. I think that the, in, the, in terms of the new ones that I listen to, you know, Nipsey Hussle, one of, there's not many now that I listen to and I think, because I think I just don't think they're as good. Right. Now, probably the, the most recent, and it's going back years, is Tupac and Biggie Smalls. I yeah. listen to a lot of their stuff because I I found the story quite interesting as yeah. well. And because I spend a lot of time in New York and I've got a lot of fighters from Brooklyn, I go there quite a lot. You know, now mm. it's actually changed as an area, become incredibly trendy. Yeah, they've you got artists own bakers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And but when you go to the streets there it's mm. so raw and you can imagine them and he's got mm. a big mural up on one mm. side of where he lived on the block and it's quite you know it's quite amazing to think of that kind of life yeah you know and, and um you know same with Tupac who once you start reading about you know a very bright educated man who was at acting school drama school and li you know lived a, an amazing life and then you start going into the drama of you know Suge Knight yeah. and the record mm, companies yeah. and the Company. rivalries yeah, and you, yeah. you realise that actually these were bad people mm. running these businesses and, and, and you know, which led mm. to death, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's dramatic, isn't it? It's sort of part of the story. Like if you're selling a fight, you've got to tell the story. Yeah. You know, it's about narrative and, mm. and obviously with those guys, mm. they had, they weren't protected back then. Yeah. So it was just as likely that like when Nipsey Hussle died, that was like, what how on earth is that? Yeah, yeah. But back then, mm. it was it was a free for all. Wasn't yeah. it? And actually, when you watch the movies back, I'm sure some stories are fabricated, but you can actually imagine the way that fighters were actually also taken advantage of in mm. the 80s. You look at someone yeah. like Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Tyson's, you know, borderline broke. Yeah. I mean, God knows what he made in purses over 500 million. It's, you know, it's, and, it's but, insane, they, but they get you know, they get taken advantage of. If you're a young rapper from, mm. from a gang mm. and you're taken into an office of, you know, um, Suge Knight. I mean, one guy I know very well who's a good guy, actually, is Jace Prince. Yeah. You know, who now manages a load of fighters. Yeah. From, I think, he's, was he Rap-A-Lot Records mm. or something like yeah. that, you know, in mm. Texas. And, you know, but he's helped people. But on their flip side, there's people who would, would take a kid mm. off. Next thing, you're, you know, you're signing a contract. Yeah for five thousand dollars a month yeah and by the way all your earnings go to me mm. yeah and you're yeah. like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but the other thing is is that with all those record labels and stuff is because the legacy of the effect of that on hip-hop and our perception of it is that when nwa came out right that that that, that music was so full on and intense and about the streets and everything then all these record labels went fucking hell we want loads of that right so then what happened is all you heard from hip hop was people talking about guns people mm. talking about all that kind of mm. stuff and so then people associate hip hop with that right and mm. don't get me wrong there was hip hop like that being made and also like you said if you're somebody come, who's, who's struggling to make it and somebody goes you, I want you to make a record about you know I'd, like, I'd you know, it'd be good if you could do stuff like this and that you're going to fucking do it yeah. because mm. that's going to put food on the table right but what that means is, is that forever hip hop is associated with this, and, and actually, as a as a as a secondary effect of that, is 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 the black population of America to a degree are associated with violence and drugs and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, 
because you can put if I wanted to make a record I could put it out straight away do you know what I mean mm. you can put it online or whatever mm. there's a much more var- you know so much more varied this kind of stuff you can come but out I also that- think that the best music is when we go back to a narrative is telling a story yes about yeah. a struggle a lifestyle your past and when they were young and rapping they could rap about that you know genuinely yeah. saying like this happened my mate died and you know mm. this I'm selling drugs to get by and like what but now I always think about you know when you go back to someone like Stormzy a lot of his early stuff if you listen to like Shut Up and mm. stuff like that was was about what was happening in his life at yeah. the time so it's like we're out here mm. you know and he, yeah. and he was doing it in a park you know with a with a voice recorder or yeah. whatever he was doing they were all yeah, standing yeah. around him and then when you get to like where he is now how do you write about oh, mate. I mean yeah. you know, yeah. like the one he's saying um, yeah. you know I'm broken yeah and you're, it's like it's the eternal problem though know. it's like you know comedians have that thing like yeah. you look at you know you, when Lee Evans suddenly like became you know he, he sort of talks does bits about going down the shops and you think you're a fucking multi-millionaire <laughs> yeah. do, do you know what I mean it's mm. like it's that thing of like I totally agree with mm. you that, that thing of when you start out you're experiencing the same things as I mean obviously with rappers there's a lot of people that didn't know anything about their lifestyles that are listening to them but you are trying to talk to the people that can relate and connect with what you're going through right and then suddenly you're the success as a direct result of that takes you completely into a different set of life experiences yeah. right how do you still then and people, people don't hear about that yeah exactly you know, I bought my first mansion and <laughs> yeah. the pool was I'm playing still, up I'm still a bit sad uh, jacuzzi jets just I had to get someone in for them and you know, <laughs> like, it's just like this is not because it is inspirational isn't it like yeah. you're supposed to be idea. giving a message yes but yeah. the problem is what it also did was it dramatised drugs guns violence yeah and unfortunately, it was listened to by the younger generation who listened religiously yeah. by the younger generation, which you know, when you dramatize something like that as a way to, you know, make money, you know, have nice cars, get jewelry, etc., etc., you know, that, that unfortunately, it's the same world we live in today, you know, yeah. where young people don't want to put the work in. They would rather look at the quick buck or what mm. they have to do when they look at stuff like Top Boy and, and episodes like that on Netflix. As much as it's showing you the dangers of that lifestyle, it's still dramatising it, mm. you know, and it's still glorifying mm. it and saying, yeah, but look, like, all of a sudden he's got a Range Rover and like that. He only, all he had to do was drop a few parcels off and he made a couple of grand. Yeah. You know, you've got to go through this mm. apprenticeship for three years on 60 quid a week yeah, before yeah. you even get yeah, to yeah. 10 grand a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> you know? So that's the, the problem with the world we live in. But yeah. it's also a reality of the world we live in. And I don't think we should hide away from people talking about those experiences and doing it in music can be very powerful. Yeah. Uh, well, Eddie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, your book, Relentless, when does it come uh, out? 29th of October. 29th yeah. of October. Yeah, and I've just, they've just told me that I've now got to do an audible version. Oh, no. Yeah. You're going to so do it. Yeah, it's yeah. gone to print now, and I thought I was done. Yeah. And they're like, but everyone, every message that when I've posted about the book is, is it available on Audible? Yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah. I was, yeah. They've come on and read. gone, oh, can we do this? I went, how does that work? We go, well, you've got to read it. It's going yeah, to take yeah. about two weeks of you know, <laughs> yeah. sessions. So we're going through that at the moment. I, did, I started doing mine yesterday. Yeah. And it's... It, 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 on all, you, Audible. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, it's... <laughs> 
How do you keep yourself is entertained? It a bit do you just have to do it? It is a bit cringe. Yeah, I mean, like you, you kind of. What I think the thing of doing it over two weeks or something yeah. is probably a good way of doing it because a couple of hours. Of it time keeps it keeps yeah. you fresh. Do you know what I mean? And actually, you can engage with the delivery. Mm. What you don't want to be doing is rattling through it, sounding like you're bored shitless of your own yeah. fucking. Book, you do you different know? voices for like different characters. Well, there's you know there's a couple of bits. Freshen it up. Yeah, sometimes I do. Mm. Sometimes I sometimes you get annoyed with yourself for writing sentences that have got quite complicated <laughs> words to say <laughs> yeah, out loud yeah. in. And then another thing is like I love I, I, I came across paragraphs where it was like my mum mm. talking to someone else talking to me, and then I was trying to do all the accent. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and my mum said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a performance nightmare. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, look, we look forward to seeing the book, man. Um, Cheers, thank Thanks you so much on. for coming on to the podcast. It's su- look, mate, genuinely such a such a, an honour to have you on. So good thank see, you, good man. See you. Good luck. Uh, cheers and listen also the other thing we should say on behalf of Jamie Redknapp sketches they're great yeah I agree do check them out no context I'm available I'm available (laughs) Uh, cool thank you